patience. As usual, I need to serve the morning announcements. But first on my list, and it's been there for a few weeks, is to give an official warning to Harry, our social media intern, and demote him. The results of his unruly postings mean that I have an unwieldy number of followers, and frankly, I can't keep up with them. Why can't he just stick to using Twitter to make customer complaints, like we used to use the phone for? I've been putting it off because I'm not entirely sure what a demotion from intern is, and I can think of no more thankless job than social media. Hopefully I'll come up with something during the course of this week's broadcast. But first, the morning announcements. The Porters are still looking for a new recruit. They say that everyone who has tried out so far has gone missing. The interview process is simple. All they have to do is visit wards A to Z.5 in sequence. But nobody has made it yet. Official advice is to carry a ball of thread with you, so you can at least find your way back if you get lost or encounter a minotaur. But of course, that doesn't allow for the scheming spiders in Corridor 5 who like to tangle up new threads and catch visiting families in their woolly web. Visitors are reminded once again that they visit at their own risk. So if you think you've got what it takes to traverse a dictionary's worth of hospital, see a porter. Nominations are now open for the annual London Hospital Awards. Categories include Weirdest Thing Taken Out of Someone Best New Disease Best Supporting Crutch Best Nurse in a Foreign Language Best Recurring Patients And of course, I'll be up for Best Hospital Radio Presenter. You can submit your nominations by writing them on a prescription pad, freely available at the pharmacy, screwing them up and dropping them in Jean, head of staff in a jar's jar. She'll tabulate the votes, and then I can collect my shiny gong at the ceremony next week. Excitement. I suppose I could nominate Harry as worst social media intern. That might be suitable punishment. <sighs> no, then he'd still get an award for it. Hold that thought. Let's have a track from a local band. They're called Up the Shard, and this is their debut single, Massive Erection. I bumped into Jean as I was heading in this morning. Excuse the pun. She was at Boffo's Coffee, sipping a latte through a straw. She has to do it that way, 
otherwise her jar water gets milky. Anyway, she suggested to me that I was perhaps a little drunk last week, and if I could refrain from that in future. Still, there's no real harm done, is there? Oh, I've just been delivered a note. Thank you, Porter. It's from Jean. It says, God's damn it, DJ Tim. Your boozy slurring of the fractal pharmaceutical promotion spot last week has got us in trouble. Oh dear, Patience. I hope we don't lose our radio sponsorship. The note continues. And if you think this is just about radio sponsorship, you might want to take a look at the hospital accounts. We're almost entirely funded by them. They say they want regular reports of our sales and a closer look at the hospital workings. This is on you. Sort it out. Also, don't read this out on air. Um. Oops. Ignore that. Instead, um, pay close attention to these words by our important and beloved friends at Fractal Pharmaceuticals. Are you tired of ineffectual hitchhiking attempts? Want to show more enthusiasm for a job well done? Then why not gain an extra digit with Thumb It In? Thumb It In will allow you to gain an additional thumb without the need for surgery. Thanks to gene splicing with the polydactyl mole, you can grow your thumb in six to eight weeks. Simply swallow one thumb it in pill and subject yourself to some virtually harmless rays, and before you know it, you'll be able to gouge twice as much as you did before. Take your pottery to a new level, or dig quickly to escape predators. The possibilities are limited only by your life expectancy. Buy now, and we'll throw in a pair of limited edition Thumb It In gloves. Disclaimer, Thumb It In gloves do not come with an extra thumb hole due to an administrative error by Carol. When you're feeling deflated and your hands just won't do, try and thumb it in. Please like us on Facebook. There. That should assuage them for a while. And now back to our regular show with a trip into the past and our regular History of London Hospital series. The year is 1999, and the hospital staff are bracing themselves for an influx of patience as the clock strikes midnight on 31st of December. For months they have been warned that the Millennium Bug will destroy humanity as we know it. Nobody knows what form it will take, but they assume they'll need rags and water, because that seems to solve things in TV dramas. Thanks to the Freedom of Information Act, I got my hands on a patient record from that night, so let's see what happened. Name, William Prince. 
symptoms, vomiting, slurring, covered in glitter. Doctor's notes, patient appears disorientated. They alternately laugh and weep. Patient presumably has an eye condition, judging by the extraordinary glasses that feature three eye holes and a number two. Suspected case of millennium bug. Treatment currently unknown. We'll just search for any new info online. Then there's a sketch of some happy fish with boobs, which I presume was doodled while the doctor waited for the modem to connect to the internet. The notes continue. Reports coming in that the Millennium Bug wasn't as bad as expected, and if you simply turn it off and on again, things should reset. Seems drastic, but appears to be true. We'll turn the patient off by stopping their heart with defibrillators, then attempt to resuscitate. Time of death, 0020, 1st of January, 2000. Victims of the Millennium Bug were memorialized with the building of the Millennium Dome Monument, until it bummed everyone out too much, so we got corporate sponsorship and filled it with Nando's and a cinema. The next track is from local band called Greenwichy Bum, with Scratch and Sniff. Back to Harry's punishment. I have an idea. What if I make him intern for the Porters? They haven't been able to find anyone qualified enough, but what's the point of having an intern if you can't force them to undertake work they're not ready for? Yes, I think a stint wandering the trans-dimensional corridors will be a suitable punishment-slash-learning experience. Killing two birds with one chainsaw. Speaking of getting lost forever, missing persons news. Mrs. Franks has left some graffiti in the staff changing rooms. It says, show us your tits. Staff are advised that they don't have to show their tits, but if you don't, it's likely you'll get towel whipped by her ghostly apparition so probably best to do what she says. Anybody too shy to shower may use the decontamination tent in the car park, but will in all likelihood lose their hair and sense of smell. The choice is very much yours. Oh, Jean has sent me another note. It says, Fractal pharmaceuticals have decided they need to keep a closer eye on us and have announced they'll be visiting the hospital for an inspection in the next couple of weeks. We should all be terrified, and for God's sake, don't read this one out on air. Jean should really start writing that at the top of the note. Well, how exciting, patients! A visit from our sponsors. I'll bet they're 
like a cool silicon phallus startup with slides in their office and t-shirts and everyone plays ping pong and gets infantilized because they don't know how to look after themselves and become dependent on the company to be their mum. Oh, what it must be like to work in such an unsanitized environment. Like operating Theatre 3, I suppose. I hope they bring samples. I've tried everything in the pharmacy. My favourite were the red pills. Or was it the blue? After one of them, I thought that everything around me was an AI construct and nothing was real, except Mrs. Franks, who had somehow broken out of it. And the other one? Well, I don't know what happened, but... I woke up in bed after a good night's rest and felt untroubled by everything. Staff announcement. This is a staff announcement. Jean would like us to be on our best behaviour for the next couple of weeks at least, due to our visiting sponsors. The following things are banned. Wheelchair races. Smoking Craters The Children's Ward Royal Rumble The Children's Ward Saying Bitch Please Surprise Enemas Mrs. Franks The Tuesday Night Curly Whirly Hurly Burly Even Funny Racism Those Clowns Again And Sneeze Farts well, patience, the next time you hear from me, I should have some tales to tell. Is Harry still on this plane? What would a green pill do? Do we still have sponsorship for... <laughs> oh dear. W was that one on the list? Stupid rule, bitch please.